Hey, this is Stevie Rochelle from Tough and Metal Sludge, your favorite website. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania Podcast. You ready for some screaming heavy metal? We rock! But the evil that men do... You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. And we are off and running here in the month of March on the Music Mania Podcast. The weather may not reflect that here in my home state of Missouri, where I'm looking at about four inches of snow outside the studio right now. Guys, this has just been the worst winter of all time here in the Kansas City uh, area where I am. I mean, we've just had nonstop snow, school cancellations, event cancellations. It has just been a winter for the ages. We're all ready to get out of this, on into warmer weather, on into more live shows and outdoor events. This stuff uh, is for the birds, man. It's grounded me quite a bit the last uh, few weeks. I was uh, unable to attend a disturbed Three Days Grace show in Nashville a couple weeks ago. Could not get out of town um, for that, but was able to catch the Kiss into the Road Tour uh, at the Sprint Center last week. And what a show it was. A giant spectacle. You can read my review on musicmaniapodcast.com. I do reviews for every show I, I go to typically, and uh, they're available there, as are all of our shows. They're in the archives there on musicmaniapodcast.com. I think 117 now in the books. Who would have thought it? It's all because of you guys. Uh, can't thank you listeners enough for checking us out, checking out the interviews, and just really engaging with us, and always love the interaction, talking about music, because that's what this is about, you know? Because on this podcast, you already know the songs. On this show, you're going to hear the stories, and that's what we're about. We're about bringing on the guests, talking about uh, the projects that are coming up, the shows, doing reviews. That's what uh, what, what it's all about for me. And so uh, on this show, it's a very special guest. We're going to be welcoming Vivian Campbell. Yes, from Def Leppard, from Last in Line. Going to be talking about the new Last in Line release, which is two. It came out um, in late February. Going to be talking to him about that release. Uh, the tour, the band is on tour right now. They're going to uh, ramp that back up again, I believe, March 20th. You can go to lastinlineofficial.com. Check out all the dates to get all the links uh, to buy the new album. Uh, it is a great, hard-driving, in-your-face hard rock album. Very melodic, as you would imagine. It's a, I think it built off of their first release, 2016's Heavy Crown, quite well. Our good friend Jeff Pilsen, bassist from Foreigner, uh, did the production work on this album as well. And we're going to be talking to him about kind of the process behind it, uh, what the reception has been like so far, uh, because for him, I think for Vivian, as someone that, uh, you know, of course worked with Dio, he was there for, um, you know, the early uh, records from Dio. He was, he was uh, certainly there for Holy Diver and Last in Line and uh, even Sacred Heart. And uh, that's kind of when Dio and, and Vivian parted ways. They had kind of a public falling out. Uh, I, I think that, you know, neither guy really, really liked each other for a lot of years after that, which is unfortunate. Of course, Ronnie passed away in 2010, but maybe for Vivian, this is a way to kind of to rectify things with Ronnie to go out there, you know, with Vinny Apice, uh, with Andrew Freeman on vocals, uh, with Phil Susan on bass, who replaced Jimmy Bain, who passed away tragically on the Monsters of Rock cruise, I believe back in 2016, you know, for him to be able to play this music again. It's a great departure for him, you know, doing all these Def Leppard dates. Def Leppard's at the height of popularity right now. Guys, they're getting ready to go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're going to talk to him 
about that, what the, the feeling that must be getting ready to go in, the idea that Brian May from Queen may be inducting them into the Hall of Fame, which is incredible. Their upcoming Vegas residency, it starts August 14th and runs through September 7th. We're going to talk about the latest Def Leppard Journey Stadium Tour, what that was like, and just kind of all things going on to the Def Leppard camp. I mean, they have a busy summer up ahead. They're going to be doing some overseas dates before coming back to the U.S. to do this Vegas residency. So there is a lot of excitement indeed. I'll tell you what, um, before we get to our interview, I did see Metallica. I'll tell you what, on Wednesday night, Metallica came in here. The tour, um, the Hardwired tour is coming to an end um, this week, really. Caught them at the Sprint Center. This is their first show in Kansas City in 11 years, unbelievably. And it was so awesome to catch Metallica and uh, to see, I mean, some of the songs off that uh, Hardwired album are really good. They came off good live. Of course, you hear the classics, hearing Master of Puppets, Seek and Destroy, all the classics. They do a really good job of going back and uh, mixing in a lot of songs from the first few albums. You know, if you know me, you know I'm such a fan of Metallica's early albums, Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning. Master of Puppets, even Injustice for All, and uh, it was great to, to catch Metallica. Awesome show. I've got a review coming out uh, from that show coming up, so a lot of great things going on here on the Music Media Podcast. It's only March, and it's already, there's so much coming up. It's going to be a busy summer, a lot of shows, a lot of interviews, and in fact, next week we're going to be talking about one of the biggest rock tours once again coming up this summer it's the sequel actually it's a trilogy this is the third time rob zombie and marilyn manson are together and we're going to be talking with rob zombie guitarist john five he's one of the great guitarists in rock visually technically john five is really making a name for himself and uh, he's on tour currently with uh, his solo project john five and the creatures they are out right now before of course this big tour hits we're gonna be talking a lot more about that next week but before we get to our interview this week with vivian campbell got to tell you about our sponsors cd warehouse in gladstone missouri for over 22 years a staple of the northland they buy sell and trade cds dvds vinyl and more do not let the vibe of the old school record soar. Go by the wayside. Give them a visit today off Antioch Road in Gladstone. Tell them Music Mania sent you or there will be a discount or it's on us. Vivian, welcome to the show, man. It's been a while. How you doing, my friend? I'm well. How you doing? Oh, doing great, man. It's just been a, it's been a crazy and a busy time for you and an exciting time. Um, the Last in Line 2 is out. The album is out there, and it is um, really gaining a lot of momentum and a lot of positive praise. What's uh, What's been the reception been like for you? What have you been hearing, and uh, how proud of, you, of, uh, of this thing are you? I am immensely proud of it. I'm very, very pleased with how it came out, and I'm happy to say that so far... Uh, the reaction seems to be very favorable. Um, you know, it, it's a record that uh, that we all stand by, and it's I, I like it to call the record too. Uh, I know that's by no means an original title, but it really does sound like a band second album to me, uh, which is one of the reasons why I wanted just to go with that simple moniker. But um, it really sounds like we've, you know, we've had a, a few years together playing a bunch of shows now around the world and, and we really kind of find our feet and uh, you know it, it's we find our signs I guess you know um, and uh, yeah we're, we're well pleased as a guitar player on a personal note I mean I I really am 
very happy and very confident in my guitar playing in the last few years, and in particular on this record. And there's nothing I would want to change, which, which for me is quite unusual because my entire career I've always, you know, thought to myself, oh, I wish I could have done that better. I had another go at it. You know, with this record, I just I, I feel like I'm on top of my game as a player. You know, and come to think of it, everyone in the band is so we're super chuffed with it. Well, I, I know last time we talked to you, you made mention of how exciting it was for you to, to be able to play Angry Guitar again. And I know that uh, Jeff Pilsen was uh, instrumental in, in kind of producing that first uh, Heavy Crown album. Um, talk about just, uh, you, you know, you talked about being at the top of your game as a guitarist, but, you know, you, you go back to that uh, term Angry Guitar, talk about what that's been like. And also, what was uh, Jeff Pilsen's, um, you know, what, what was his influence on this album? Was he able to, to do any production on this one? Yeah, Jeff uh, produced this record with us. Um, towards the end, we sort of took the reins. Uh, you know, Jeff's been very, very busy. Uh, the hardest part about making this record, as indeed with our, our debut album, Heavy Crown, in 2016, uh, the most difficult aspect was really coordinating everyone's schedule. Uh, Jeff is super busy producing multiple acts, uh, as well as being the bass player in Foreigner. Uh, and they do a lot of shows year-round in Foreigner, so... Um, so yeah, we, we kind of stretched out this record. I I, I kind of wanted this record to be out in 2018, but but it, it was a very busy year for Def Leppard in, in 18. So uh, I was responsible for, for for not being available for most of that. Um, but yeah, Jeff Jeff is a tremendous producer. I, I can't uh, praise Jeff enough. Just he's an all round great guy uh, as a musician. He's very very well rounded, multi instrumentalist. A great singer, very, very experienced and talented songwriter, really helped us with a lot of the arrangements, uh, and a great engineer and producer, and, and on a personal level, I mean, his energy is, is very infectious and very upbeat, and he really uh, keeps everyone, you know, on top of the game, and, and that's that's an important uh, talent for a producer to have. Um, yeah, and as regards the angry guitar part, yeah, that's, you know, that was my... My original passion, I mean, that's that's what got me going as a teenager, you know, and, uh, before I was in the original Dio band, at a band back now and called Sweet Savage, and, you know, we kind of sounded like a, a cross between uh, Motorhead meets Thin Lizzy, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were very kind of influential for a lot of bands, including Metallica, I believe, so, you know, we, we kind of had that real energy to us, and um, so it, it's nice to reconnect with that, you know, and, and I certainly did that again on, on the Heavy Crown album in 2016, but, but I feel a lot more confident in my playing on, on the, the new, the two album, um, you know, because like I said, we've had several years of, of playing multiple shows for the last of mine around the world, and, um, you know, I've really gained, uh, regained my confidence, I would say, as a guitar player, I'm really happy to be pushing the envelope again, you know, and doing that and exercising that muscle as much as possible. Well, you guys have hit the road with this thing um, already this winter, and you've got some dates starting in March 20th that go through the spring, but it, it looks like, to me, you guys just got off uh, the Monsters of Rock cruise. I didn't get to go this year, Vivian. I'm sitting here in Kansas City looking at 12 inches of snow outside, and you guys just came off the Monsters of Rock cruise. That looked like an incredible experience and a great way to get the band out there playing with a bunch of other great bands and playing some of these songs live. It had to be a great feeling. Well, we didn't actually do the rock cruise. I know that Andrew's out and uh, doing some other stuff. Andrew Freeman. Um, yeah. We, we haven't been on a we haven't been on a boat since uh, since January of 2016, which is unfortunately. Uh, you know, it was the ill-fated Def Leppard cruise that last time I was supposed to perform on, and that's actually where Jimmy passed away. Yeah, that's right. Know, uh, Jim, 
Jimmy Ben, but but yeah, we we've been out doing a bunch of shows. Uh, we started in uh, mid January on the West Coast, and you know at this point we're, we're kind of just doing five dates as and when we can. You know, flying off at the weekend and doing two, three, or four shows, and then flying back to the West Coast where the band is mostly based. Um, speaking of snow, I'm actually in New Hampshire. At the moment. I'm looking for snow myself. <laughs> I am a New Hampshire resident. I, I kind of spend my time between L.A. and New Hampshire. I'm currently in, in New Hampshire enjoying the crispy snow weather. Um, and wow. uh, yeah, we, we do as, as many shows as possible uh, with last in mind. I mean, you know, we, we're, we're not passing any opportunities to get out there and do shows. And um, we'll, we'll continue doing it during the year. I'll, I'll be taking a few months over the summer to work with Def Leppard again and then uh, resuming my last in line duties for the remainder of the year. Well, yeah, speaking of Def Leppard, uh, of course, the other band that you play in, yes, Def Leppard, uh, you guys, this is going to be an unbelievable year for you. Of course, you've been coming off doing huge U.S. shows. You did just came off the tour with Journey doing stadiums in the U.S., uh, headlining shows all over the U.S. for the last few years. Now you're going to be doing some shows overseas and in Canada, but coming back in August, starting August 14th, going to be doing another Vegas residency, this time at Planet Hollywood. This is an exciting time for you guys. Um, the the last one I think was in 2013. You guys did and did a DVD for that, um, Viva Hysteria. What's the feeling like coming back to Vegas? And and kind of what is your take on doing those shows in Vegas versus kind of doing a, a full U.S. tour? This time the audience comes to you guys a lot easier for you. Can't beat that. It, it is easier for us. Yeah, I mean it, it's um, it's a strange kind of concept to be on tour as such, but not actually moving. You know, to play the same venue for a month or so and sleep in the same bed. I mean, that, that's a, a rare luxury for us. Um, but the most important thing about Vegas that, that excites us is um, when you do a, a residency in Las Vegas, uh, it, it allows a lot of latitude in how you present the show. I mean, when, when you go on tour, you take a show on the road, you're pretty much, you know, doing the same kind of thing night after night. Vegas allows you to present the show in a different way. Um, for example, when we did uh, our only other Vegas residency, as you mentioned, in 2013, uh, we performed the Hysteria album in sequence. And, you know, there's only about 40-something minutes of music on the Hysteria record, so we needed to build up the show. We needed to add more to it. So what we ended up doing was presenting the show in three parts. Um, the closing part of the show was... was the big stage, big production, Def Leppard playing Hysteria in sequence. Middle part of the show was a very brief video presentation uh, that we put together. And uh, the opening part of the show uh, was us being our own opening act. We were dead flat bird. Yeah. Uh, we, cannot, we went out there and we played deep album cuts and, and some very obscure Def Leppard songs, including a, a couple of songs we'd never actually performed live ever. And... Um, and that was very exciting. We kind of set up like old school in front of the curtain, you know, so that the the, the big production, the, the big Def Leppard hysteria show wasn't revealed and you could just see this, you know, back line and a small drum riser set up in front of this curtain and, and we got out there and performed. And, um, you know, we actually even took on personas for it, you know, and Joe introduced us with, with all these different aliases that we had crafted for that. And uh, actually some people believe that it really was a different band. Um, but only a few, I'm sure. Uh, and it was great fun, you know. I mean, it, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek and, and a nice little sort of 
uh, humorous way to kind of poke fun at ourselves and, and uh, it made for an interesting show, you know, and that's certainly not the sort of thing that, that Def Leppard would do on tour, you know, but, but Vegas, like I said, it kind of presents a different environment when you're there doing a residency and you can really kind of create your own rules for how you present the show. Um, now, we haven't yet discussed what we're going to do in Vegas this summer. Um, we'll be seeing each other in a few weeks at the end of March, actually, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. And uh, we'll be together in New York for about a week. And that's when we'll get together and discuss how we're actually going to present the show in Vegas. Yeah, uh, glad you brought up the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's kind of a big deal. You brought it up very casually, but my goodness, what a big deal this is. So excited for you and congratulations. Um, you know, and, and kind of you know, putting this all together, it's like, to me, as you see what Def Leppard has just done, what you guys just did on the, on the tour with Journey and the numbers you're pulling in, uh, I know Def Leppard did huge tours in the round and, you know, around uh, Hysteria before you joined the band, but it seems to me Def Leppard, at this point in 2019, might be at the at the height of popularity. You guys are going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You talked about maybe even having Brian May induct you guys. Uh, just talk about the feelings surrounding this and, and how exciting it is for you. And I remember Glenn Hughes once telling me, he goes, you know, when he went in with Deep Purple, he said, for us, it's great, but this is this is for the fans. Is that is that how you feel as well? Well, I, I think the... the most significant takeaway of all of that for us is that we got the biggest ever fan vote, the biggest ever popular vote, you know, and that really kind of speaks volumes about our, our own fan base and how much they mean to us and how much we mean to them. So, um, like I said, that's the thing that resonates the most with us in the band. I mean, it is a great, great honor to be in the Hall of Fame. It, it does feel uh, a very grown-up sort of a thing, you know, a very respectful thing, and I, I think the band deserves it. I think we've earned it over the years. I mean, including all the many, many years uh, before I was in the band, that, um, with Def Leppard 27 years this year, and, uh, you know, so I, I speak not only as a 27-year member of the band, but as a, someone who was a hardcore Leopard fan since the early, early days. I mean, I remember buying the Wasted single and the first album and so on and so forth, and, and so... Um, you know, I think my bandmates really deserve to be there, uh, <laughs> even if I might not. You know. uh, certainly, you know, Steve Clark deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and Pete Willis, we've extended an invite to him, too. I hope Pete shows up. He deserves to be there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's nice, you know, and with the passage of time, it kind of sinks in, and you realize, you know, it, it, it's a really, really big deal. And, you know, you mentioned... Uh, Def Leppard possibly being uh, more popular than ever. Now, I, and I'd say that's probably true in, in terms of uh, we've noticed in recent years, and it grows year after year, that we're playing to more and more people who are young enough to be our children. So we've really sort of crossed the generational divide where we're no longer just performing to our own generation of fans who have grown up with us, but um, this whole new new younger fan base that's coming to Def Leppard shows and the energy that they bring and we've always fed off of the energy of our audience and, and that uh, when you have that injection of, of usefulness into a Def Leppard audience then, then we feed off of that and in turn our performance gets better and better and I, I don't think that we've ever sounded better uh, as a live act than, than we do currently you know you know, Phil and I often talk about this when we come off stage and we kind of pinch ourselves as okay, you know, the excitement of it. I mean, it, it's, it's great for us because we really genuinely do get uh, very, very excited still about going on and, and playing, playing a show, even though we're playing a lot of songs that we've played for thousands of times over the years, you know, it's always the energy of the audience and that excitement that, that feeds us. And, and I'm happy to say that that's, that's growing and growing. Well, congratulations on that, Vivian. You are 
such a part of this. I mean, 20 entering your 27th year. Um, unbelievable. And you know, before we, before we let you go, of course, guy, you can go to lastinlineofficial.com to get all the info on, um, last in line two and the uh, tour dates, which are coming out. So when, 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 when fans come out to see you guys, obviously you have two albums under your belt now. And, uh, you, you were obviously also working in songs from, uh, Dio's first few albums from, uh, um, from the, from the first one, um, Holy Diver all the way up to, to, um, I think you guys were doing all the way up to Sacred Heart. So what kind of a set list can, can fans expect? Uh, kind of a mix between uh, your guys' songs and, and uh, some of the old Dio songs, I'd imagine. Yes, indeed. Well, you know, Last in Line, which is the name of the second Dio album that we, we wrote, recorded, and toured with Rami. Uh, and that, that's the genesis of the original band. You know, it started uh, years ago after Rami had passed away. I, um, I didn't mean for it to be a serious band. It kind of grew. And in fact, had I known it was going to evolve to this stage of where we're writing and recording and touring original music, uh, I don't think I would have named the band Last in Line. Uh, it seemed like an appropriate name for it at the time, because at the time our ambition was just to play some Southern California area shows, playing songs from those the first three Dio albums were Holy Diver, Last in Line, and Sacred Heart, and they were the, the three albums that we were all involved in, the original band, myself, Benny Apathy on drums, Jimmy Bean on bass, and Ronnie, of course. And um, so, you know, we, we met Andrew Freeman, who's our singer, and, and Andrew could really do his own interpretation of, of, of Ronnie's lyrics and Ronnie's voice. And, and it, he doesn't sound like Ronnie at all, but he's got the power and the passion and the strength to sing uh, on top of the racket that we made. So, you know, like I said, we, we had no ambition beyond just to have some fun <laughs> and, and play those songs. Um, and then it kind of grew. And then, of course, obviously, we talked earlier about our, our debut album, Heavy Crimes, came out in early 2016. And, um, you know, so since then, we, we've toured and we, we've played uh, a show that's still been mostly based around the, the Dio classics from the early albums and, and songs of Heavy Crime. And now we're in the position where we have two albums of original music to draw from. And, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be playing more of our original music. But, uh, like I said, the genesis of the band is... The, the remaining members of the original Dio band, and right now that's just that's just myself and Vinny Apathy. Unfortunately, we lost Jimmy in early 2016. So, you know, we quite as you'd expect, we play some of the really big songs from from our early Dio career. We play Holy Diver, we play Last in Line itself, we play Stand Up and Shout and Don't Talk to Strangers, Straight Through the Heart, and yeah, Evil Eyes, and a bunch of others. You know, and, and I'm happy to say that they they sit nicely side by side with. Uh, with our original music, you know, and it's, it's an exciting time. And it reminds me of the early Dio tours. In fact, when we toured uh, in 1983 and 1984, you know, we were playing a lot of rainbow songs and a lot of Black Sabbath songs to flesh out the set because we didn't have enough original music, yeah. you know, as, as the original Dio band. And now we're in a similar kind of a situation where we're able to inject more of our own original music into the show, but yet we're still always going to carry some of those classics. Absolutely. I tell you what, thanks so much for your time, Viv. It's great to always catch up with you. It's been a, it's been a few months and we're going to catch you out here on the road uh, with Last in Line starting here on March 20th. We're definitely going to catch you there and of course in Vegas as well. Thank you so much, my friend. Um, we will catch you soon and thanks so much for everything and congratulations on, on uh, all the success and man, just keep it, keep it going. Got to keep the momentum going, right? <laughs> Thank you very much, Clint. Nice to talk to you again. You bet, Viv. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed 
my interview with uh, Vivian Campbell. That's the second time we've had him on. Guys, if you enjoy these type of interviews, if you enjoy hearing uh, what it is that I do, go to our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. You can see all of our shows in the archives. Um, definitely urge you to um, press that subscribe button on iTunes or Google Play. If you have a smartphone, you have access to the show. We always appreciate the feedback and, and the, the star ratings. That really helps us when we're trying to get more interviews and do more things. So we always appreciate that from you guys, the interaction on Twitter at musicmania underscore show. Always appreciate the interaction. If you have a question, have something you want to post on our website or a concert review, hit us up. We'll make it happen. We'll put that up on our website, no doubt about it. If you have a suggestion for someone you'd like us to interview, please uh, please tweet us or send us an email, musicmaniapodcast at gmail.com. Guys, there's so much more coming up. I mentioned the interview with John Five. That's coming up next week. Really excited about that. This will be the second time having John on the show. One of my favorite guitarists, all-around great guy. Saw the Marilyn Manson Rob Zombie tour last uh, summer in St. Louis. It is a sight to behold. I thought Rob Zombie had the much bigger and more, you know, kind of bombastic and more engaging show than did Marilyn Manson, who was decent. With Manson, you don't really know uh, what you're going to get. You know, cancellations, off nights, or the best show you've ever seen. Those are all on the table, and I love dangerous acts like that. It's like Guns N' Roses back in the day. I appreciate that from Marilyn Manson, but it was a good show from him, but Rob Zombie just was unbelievable. And then the visuals, where that show's at right now, it's a, it's impeccable, and the crowd ate it up. There's over 16,000 people at that show. Expect this summer to sell out really well. They wouldn't have done this tour again if this, the shows didn't sell really well. So look forward to catching up with John Five next week. Guys, we always appreciate everything you do, listening to the show and interacting with us. Please keep it up. Share the show. Let your friends that are rock fans know what it is that we do. Can't thank you guys enough. Back next week with John Five on the Music Media Podcast.